This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker, episode 99, recorded on the 29th of March, 2017. On today's show, working well with camper parents. If you would like easy, automatic, free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or most other places you get your favorite podcasts. This week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored by GoCamp Pro. GoCamp Pro is a year-round online conference for the true summer camp mavericks, the camp pros who can't stand it when people say, but that's not how we do it around here. GoCamp Pro is a community of year-round summer camp professionals, People who empower each other to make the big changes that camp needs so that our campers and staff will go and change the world. Make sure you sign up for the GoCampPro newsletter at zoic.ca forward slash gcp dash news. That's zoic.ca forward slash gcp dash news. And this week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored in part by camp pros like you who support the show on Patreon. If you've got even one good idea from the Camp Hacker podcast, you can show your support for the show for as little as $1 per episode. We've got some great rewards too, just like a Kickstarter campaign. Please go to patreon.com forward slash camphacker. We hope you enjoy the Camp Hacker show. Hello, Camp Pros, and welcome to the Camp Hacker podcast. My name is Travis Allison. I run a blog about running a great summer camp at camphacker.tv, and I'm also one of the founding members of gocamp.pro. And my name is Gabrielle Rail. I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Oro. Camp Oro is an all-girls camp in the Laurentian Mountains in Quebec. I'm Corey Harrison. I'm the executive director of YMCA Camp Greenville. And we're a YMCA camp that sits uh, on top of a mountain in Greenville, South Carolina. And I'm Stacy Simpson. I am a consultant and trainer for camps and all different types of nonprofits as well. Awesome. Welcome, Stacy. It's great to have you. Thank you. And Corey, welcome back. Thanks. Great to be back. I was trying to figure out in my head just now if this is show number three or four that you've been on, maybe even five. Anyway. No, I think it's I think it's probably the lower end of that. Yeah. Which means I need to come back more. It does. It absolutely does. So I'm I'm grateful to have you both here. Our topic today comes from Corey and Stacy, and we're gonna get to that in just a second. But um Stacy, how did you get started in camp? Um, Yeah, so I grew up in the Girl Scout program. I started as a daisy in kindergarten, and that's what a lot of my career has been in, actually, as well, and um, grew up through that program through a troop where my mom was my troop leader and started going to camp, actually, as a program aide, so um, like a CIT, a lot of camps will call it, so didn't really get into camp until I was in late middle school, high school, and stuck with it from there. That's awesome. And are you still with the Girl Scout camp now? Yeah, sort of. So um, I worked professionally with Girl Scout councils for 10 years and um, then made a move um, about a year ago into independent consulting. So um, now I work um, primarily with camps. I work with Girl Scouts of Northern Illinois right now and um, directly with their outdoor program manager and um, figuring out where we're going with the camp program there from a strategic perspective Um, and then sort of dabbling in things all over the place. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's it's great to have you here for the first time, Stacey. Thank you. 
So today we're going to re revisit a topic we talked about a while ago, but uh, it's definitely time for a review. And um, Stacy and Corey talked to me about this at ACA National this year. We're recording this in March of 2017. And um, definitely been, the two of them have been really thoughtful about their approach to this topic, which is how we as summer camp professionals deal with parents and what our relationship is like with them, our attitudes towards them, how we can get our staff to have great attitudes towards parents and, and to really, in parents' minds, become uh, a partner in, in developing their kids in lots of ways. So I, I wonder, either of you can take this, I wonder, Stacey and Corey, what was the, what was the impetus for this? Where, where did this idea come from? Well, I'll say for me, uh, something happened a couple of years ago uh, while I was the director at YMCA Camp Benson in Northwest Illinois. We had kind of the camping icon, Gary Forrester, out uh, doing some staff training type stuff. And he did this thing where he stood up in front of the room and he said to our staff, um, he screamed kind of loudly to uh, rally up some excitement uh, who do we work for in this? And my staff all yell out, the kids. And he goes, uh, and what are we trying to do? And they said, have fun. And his answer to them was wrong on both accounts. <laughs> and he said, the thing to remember is that you work for moms, not necessarily kids. And it was like at that time, this kind of eye-opening moment where I began to realize everything we were doing in marketing, everything we were doing in communication was about a seven, eight, nine-year-old child. And what Gary really helped me start, uh, took me on a journey towards is that idea that really as camp directors, we work for parents and sometimes even more specifically at least in the case of, of my camp right now, 95% of the registrations come from moms. So that's kind of what got me stirring about the idea of how do we communicate and how do we work uh, with parents and what are our attitudes towards parents? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say that the, the origin of this um, for me is different actually. And then it came up in conversation between the two of us. Um, so, so from my perspective, um, I don't have kids of my own. I'm not a parent, um, but I married a parent who is also a camp director. Um, so maybe we should disclose now that Corey and I are married. Um, we, we didn't cover that in the introduction. <laughs> um, so it was interesting for me in our relationship and he doesn't know that I'm sharing this. So I apologize if it's too personal, but, uh, but it, as we were getting to know each other and, um, I got to see Corey with his camp director hat on and I got to see him with his parent hat on. And in some cases, those two roles were somewhat in contradiction to each other. And so I started noticing these little moments where he would say something that sounded more like how I think camp directors talk. And sometimes he would say things that sound more like how parents talk. And I realized that there's a disconnect there and that we as camp directors can really be doing more to meet parents where they're at and to genuinely understand their needs and desires that they need for themselves and that they need for their kids and be taking a step toward them and doing more to serve them in their role as the parent. Right. That's it, 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 go, go. And I was never, I was never uh, apologetic 
about that contradiction. There were so many times where I know as a camp director, I would say to parents, you just got to let your kids go. They'll be fine. Trust us. But when my eight-year-old was at camp, and even though it was my own camp with the staff I hired myself, I was still checking in at night, still peeking in the cabin, still checking with the counselors. And I would say, I, I don't care. I understand it's a walking contradiction, but these are, <laughs> this is my child and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny too, Stacey, that, that shift in perspective because the same thing happened to me when I, uh, I started camp directing around on my own and then I brought in uh, an old camp friend. Um, that's the wrong way to word it. A a long-term camp friend um, to, to be a co-director with me and she had kids. And so I, I learned, even though I was camp director pretty young, I, I, I learned a parent's perspective only once I um, co-directed with someone who had kids. And it, it opened up my brain for some more mm -hmm. possibilities. And I think as, um, as that co-director, eventually we dated and married um, and those kids became my stepkids. I think my perspective kept changing all that, but I, I think a lot of, um, well, I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouth. Gab, I, I wonder at Wara what the conversation is like around staff and their relationship with parents. Um, I think our number one goal when we're talking about on the service and when we're talking about our our clients is um, that our clients feel like we've thought of everything. So hmm. there's never this like, Oh, you know, my child doesn't have a raincoat. Oh, no worries. We have that taken care of. Um, but it really starts with the expectations at the very beginning it starts with that phone call uh, when they call camp or how we reach out to them. Um, all first year um, families get what we call a staggered email. So it's five different newsletters that describe parts of camp so that they have a, an understanding of what camp is and it gives them tools to talk to their kids about. Yeah. But really when it comes to our staff and, and talking to families, it's really about validating feelings. Um, I like, I like what Corey said um, about, you know, it's mom's our client and anxiety is a very natural and caring way of, of experiencing letting your child go. And so um, the number one thing that we tell our staff is to basically validate their feelings. That sounds actually upsetting. Um, I'm sorry you feel this way. Is there anything that would you like to talk about um, so that I can understand your child better? And really, really try to make sure that there is no don't worry um, in the conversation yeah. Yeah. Um, because that doesn't make anybody uh, feel better. <laughs> It's like telling somebody to calm down. It just seems to, <laughs> for some reason, not really work very well. So validating feelings is is extremely important. And, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before, but making sure that staff members have, everybody has a notebook on opening day. And no matter what, you write down any questions. Even if you're answering the questions of parents, you write them down. And just parents seeing that you're taking note of, uh, you know, physically, um, uh, you know, puts them at ease, but we really want them to feel like we've thought of everything. And if we haven't, then we'll address it. Right. I, I like that you, you kind of ha talk about a couple of those tools and steps that you've put in place, um, for your staff. And I think, um, 
I, I, what I like about this particular topic is that even taking it one step further back, it really boils down to the attitude before you ever even approach the opportunity to meet a parent. And I think what, what the conversations that got Stacy and I kind of riled up was how often we were going to camp conferences and hanging out with our camp friends and hearing the term helicopter parent used in a derogatory way. I mean, it was almost like how so many people use the word millennials in, in, <laughs> in a, in a, a way that scorn they, they yeah. So irritating. And so when we started talking about and hearing people um, use this term helicopter parents or overprotective parents or talk about how it was their camp, how, how, like one example I heard was a camp tell me they stopped letting, um, letting their kids get mail from parents um, because parents need to learn to separate from their kids. And, you know, it, it just, for me, it, and, and I, and I don't want to speak for Stacey, but it yeah. just made me cringe a little bit realizing that maybe we're approaching it with these parents with the wrong attitude. Right. And, you know, I, um, a couple of years ago, I went with Corey to drop his oldest son off at college and move him into the dorms. And I had this realization as we were having these conversations that taking your kid to camp, especially for the first time, is a lot like taking them to their college dorm room. And no parent is ever ready for that because right. that's the day that they are on their own and they have left the comfort and safety of your care and your home. And going to camp is like a mini version of that. And it's uh, it's catastrophic for some parents. And that's not that's not to be taken lightly by any means. And it's 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 like a mini version of dropping them off at college because the time period isn't as long, but the children are so much younger that it's yeah you know that's such a a big part of the 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 empathy that we have to show is that mm -hmm. what a hard hard thing they they do. What we used to do this is an exercise I I got from Beth and done it a, a number of times, and I've done a couple of different sessions called partnering with parents at conferences. And um, we used to do a very simple exercise where you do stuff in pairs or threes or fours and take a poster-sized piece of paper and just draw a kid and name them and what's their favorite toy and who's their favorite teacher, favorite subject, etc. And then they, they have fun doing this little creative exercise. And then I say, okay, crumple those up and we'll put them in the fireplace. We'll start the fire with them tonight. And the whole staff just goes, <gasps> and I'm like, you have invented this child for five minutes. <laughs> We're talking about taking people's kids that they've had for seven, eight, nine, ten years that are their biological progeny, and yeah. you know you're that flagrant, just throwawayness of of a piece of paper. You reacted that way. Imagine yeah. what it's like. It's absolutely important to you know first you know first point is to uh, create an experience for staff members to really connect with with the fact that they're taking care of children. They understand they're taking yeah. care of campers, right. but, um, yeah. but taking care of children. And, and um, one of my favorite activities is um, having staff members bring something that's really, really, really precious to them. And, you know, they do a nice little walkabout with somebody else and they talk about that item and it might be um, a necklace that their grandmother gave them or a photo of a loved one. And, you know, they do a little uh, walk around and then afterwards I ask, you know, um, all right, if you feel comfortable, please uh, swap items with the person that you, ex you know, shared, you know, explained this item to. And there's a, a similar reaction like, oh, I don't know if I can. And some people are like, okay, but please 
really take care of yeah. this? And then we talk about what does a parent feel when they're dropping off their child? Is it equal to what you're feeling? Is it more intense? And so what are the things that make us nervous and what are the things that reassure us? And so I think, I think really to help parents feel comfortable, um, we need to help staff understand the, the responsibility that they have. At the same time, we have to allow staff to feel that we have their backs and we're going to support them through that responsibility. Um, but, but definitely giving them those tools and, and first day of meeting parents can be so nerve wracking for, for staff members and coming up with a system that helps them like pairing them with a returning staff member. Um, I like giving, um, stickers to staff members that have, uh, that say, um, ask me about dot, dot, dot. And then they put underneath the first time I met my best friend or when I tipped out of a canoe yeah. and it's sort of these chatting conversations. It always revolves around camp. It's, it's usually a funny story or a sentimental story, but it allows, um, for a conversation piece, um, you know, as they're walking their child to the cabin or if they're meeting them the first day uh, at a day camp, um, there's, you know, allowing for these conversations to happen that builds trust, you know, between staff and, and parents. Right. Even just, um, being so intentional as to give, um, giving your staff, I mean, some camps that listen to this, their staff will start at 16 years old. Most would say, I would say they'd start at college age, but sometimes it's younger. Um, giving them, that name tag allows them to start conversation, basically giving them some sort of social script allows them to present as a human being to, to, to parents if they're meeting those parents directly um, or to establish a relationship with the kid, which of course is really important. But it, it allows to cross barriers and begin conversations and conversations, I think, help with a lot of stress, but also basic understanding of the other person's perspective. Yeah. And I think there, and I'm glad we're kind of talking about some of those tips and tools because yeah, yeah. I think that's probably what people kind of joining in here want want to get. And and for me, one of the things that had to happen first was I had to get beyond beyond just the 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 thought process that I'm doing everything I need to to help parents. Well, I have a frequently asked question section on our website, or also I showed you photos and of all of our counselors and um, we're sending you lots of photos during the week. And we did do that open house. So that should be enough. Right. And, and sometimes that's just not uh, enough. And so we have begun to strategize and, and, and look at ways, how do we take it even to the next level for parents? So the first part was admitting that what we're doing right now might've worked 10 years ago, um, but it isn't sufficient necessarily for today's parents. Right. And I think that, that camp directors need to be really self-reflective on this and it's okay to say, we're not good enough and we need to be doing more. And it's great to have someone that can kind of call you out on that too, because even in preparation for this conversation, um, I, I had made a list of here's some of the things, you know, trying to remember the things we've been talking about in terms of what camps can be doing better. And I said, videos, all the videos, every camp needs all of the videos. Corey said, yeah, we're on it with the videos. And I said, no, you're not. You need more. You still need more. Even though you have more on the list coming up, you still need more. There's no, there's no end point where it's enough basically. Yeah. Well, videos being the easiest, most popular form of consumable media, um, Mm -hmm. 
great, great strategy. I think that in general, we just have to be willing to communicate more. Even yeah. if, you know, if you've been a camp director for 10 years and you find that parents have changed, agreed. That, 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 yeah. that you have to change too. Right. So Absolutely. Like your, the, your staff has changed. Staff's expectations have changed in the past 10 years and you have little choice but to change too. And with acceptance of that, um, comes a lot less stress or, um, you know, it's less antagonistic, the relationship when you're willing mm -hmm. to communicate to death. Yeah. And, and like you know, that. you know, what's, what's great about the parents that we have coming to camp right now is we've begun to move into a, a lot of our parents being millennials. Yep. One of the great things about millennials is they consume things in small chunks. Like we're okay with 10 second Snapchat videos. Mm -hmm. um, so there was a day that if you wanted to put together a camp video, it needed to be 22 minutes long and you had to take it into somebody's living room back in the day yeah. and you'd have to put it in the VCR um, and, and you can just write us a note if you don't know what the VCR is, we'll, we'll, we'll comment. Um, and, and now today, one of the things that we just did in the last couple of weeks at, at Camp Greenville is we just bought, um, Snapchat spectacles. So the Snapchat glasses with video cameras in them, and we're passing them around to staff, yeah. random staff throughout the day, um, so that we're getting constant different 10 second, 20 and 30 second videos of our kids zip lining or horseback riding and things where parents can follow the Camp Greenville Snapchat and engage. It doesn't need to be lengthy and it doesn't need to be edited. And sometimes the more editing that goes into it, the actually less authentic the moment feels. Yeah. Yeah. I think a, I think a lot of camp directors get nervous about um, their value system and the goal of their of their camp and and if you're a camp that's unplugged or one of it is about or perhaps it's about building um, independence etc um, that's where the resistance of change is and I think I think that what's helpful is is to be creative while you're you're fitting within your value system but then also really expressing to your families that come to your camp not trying to convince them to come to your camp, but just saying, is this the right camp for you? So, so if they want, you know, consistent feedback throughout their stay, which is totally fine. Um, and your camp doesn't do that. Um, what are, what are you doing to first make, uh, um, parents trust you, um, yeah. follow your values, but not try to convince families to come to your organization and be very, very transparent about when you're going to contact them, what it's going to be about, and, um, you know, just sort of really, really clear about um, what the relationship is between uh, director and and parents. Yeah. And once you do that, the, the sort of that first, especially with first time parents, once you do it and then, as you said, they trust you, you'll find they're not asking to talk to their child anymore. They're not asking to why is my child only in nine pictures out of. 100 or you know things like that they will begin to trust but we have to build that foundation of trust first it's why when they don't have that it's why parents are sneaking cell phones into their kids bags right so their kid you know you're in the checkout you're in the check-in line at camp and um you say do you have any cell phones and the parent hands you the child's flip phone and you're like now listen i know your child is not using a flip phone there's an iphone shoved in a bag somewhere yeah right and and so they 
do that, the parents are engaged in that kind of deception. Camp directors haven't always found the way to over-communicate the information to them, to answer all of those questions. And um, I think once you do that, you'll find that there's more trust built with the parents, and um, that leads to less deception happening like that, and less of that constant phone calls, constant emails, can you check on my child, can you check on my child's stuff. Yeah. One thing that um, you know, camps have been around for a while, let's say you know seven to ten years or more, um, have not changed the communication between sign up and arrival. And I, it's always been a bee in my bonnet that we we basically go to town to court people to get them to sign up for camp, and then we thank them for their money, and then the week before they arrive, we send them a packing list. It's like that that whole space yeah. in between signing up and um, and arrival, you have to continue to build trust. And that allows you, if you're doing this and just communicate, 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 answer questions, be available, uh, build relationships, all of the things that camp people are good at between sign up and, and the day the kid comes to camp, then you can say, you can educate people. Like Gab just said, and, and Corey reinforced, you educate, these are our values. We're not going to be, we're not a camp where kids have their cell phones all the time and can communicate all the time. But we're like, you know that before your kid arrives, you can get comfortable with us, get comfortable with our staff, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, and make that work because you've really over communicated. One of um, one of Corey's camp neighbors, uh, Green River Preserve in North Carolina, um, has had a ton of success with having what they call new parents meetings. And it was started by Ruby Compton, who's on the Camp Coon podcast with Gab. Ruby would do a free, open, online, uh, she did it with Google Hangouts, just a video conversation like we're doing. And she would have a small presentation and then take any parent questions and that small presentation would be on one small topic, one fear that parents have about sending their kids, etc. Mm. And um, because the Green River has been good about metrics for a long period of time, they were able to trace those video conversations with parents and having those available, a whole library of, of answered questions for parents, they're able to trace an 80% reduction in homesickness at camp because mm. of, of that program. And, um, you know, just working through with parents, all the, all the stuff that we've mentioned, here's how to talk to your kids about camp. Here's what to say the week before, here's what to say the night before. Um, here's, you know, helping them have them help you pack their stuff or so that the kids aren't know what's coming, et cetera. There's lots of different things they do, but it, it was really interesting to me that they had enough, um, measurement to say that they could reduce homesickness by 80% just by that level of communication. Stacy, was there, were there other stuff that the two of you have been thinking about? Um, I, I feel, I feel pretty, I think we're all on the same page in terms of we need to have a better attitude about parents, but what other sort of things were you thinking about or had you two discussed about how to get our staff better at how to, yeah, how to get ourselves better at it and get our staff ready for a better relationship with them? Yeah. So I think, um, a lot of what we've been talking about is how to take this just one step further. So um, I think the biggest thing is for for camp directors and, and camp staff to 
first evaluate where are we at right now? How, what are our attitudes towards parents and how can we take that one step more positive and one step toward where those parents are at? And then I think that the same concept is, I'm all about starting where you're at. So the same concept is true when we look at our staff. So even just maybe the, maybe it's not handled any differently in staff training this year, but maybe it's in the first couple of weeks during that check-in time. I, we, we work with weekly camps mostly. So, um, that, that as a camp director, you're really observing or you're sending someone from your admin team to observe how, how your counselors are currently interacting with parents and just having that intentional eye to see where are we at right now and what do those interactions look like? Which counselors are really stars at this naturally because they've had some other experience in their life or because they've experienced it here at camp enough to learn the tricks and which ones might need some more coaching and, and really look at that and evaluate first where you're at. I think, um, would would be what I would do in my style. Um, Corey's style is a little bit more to just take it and run with it. So I know that he's been working with his he, he has full time year round staff that they've been working already on um, adding more emails to their list. As you were talking about, Travis adding more videos um, in the pre in the pre camp time and then um, and training staff more on the interactions in in some of the ways that you and Gab were describing. So um, I I would recommend though kind of that evaluation period and then of course checking in on it as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I would I would say we've done um, after kind of moving past some of the the evaluation um, process, which as Stacy said is pretty short for me. I just go, yeah, this doesn't feel right or it's not enough. So we've started looking at what are the little touches, and and I, and I, I'm big on it. With parents, it doesn't need to be a production. It doesn't need to be huge. So we've started implementing a number of little things to really help. Um, our parents feel as comfortable and in, and so that we can be as trustworthy, uh, as possible to the parents. So, uh, it starts with a lot of those. We email literally on, on a weekly or twice a week basis. And often it's just a link to a video that a parent might find interesting about, uh, about camp. And so we have some things that, that maybe are unique to our camp, like most camps do. A lot of parents fear that their child is not going to be in on the inside joke or the, yeah. or the, what, what is pajama jam or what is square dance and what's expected. So we want to make sure that camp parents have all that information. So we're constantly communicating that out and we also took camp on some road shows um, to s- some popular cities where our campers come from. And we held these like um, come. We brought pizza and drinks and just come hang out with us and ask us anything you want to know. So we took Camp Greenville on the road to Atlanta and, and Columbia, Greenville and, and different places like that. So there's all that pre stuff that we've evaluated, but even on a on a daily basis during that check in process, we've now required every one of our staff members to have a LinkedIn profile, right. and they hand a, kind of this um, one page paper of their LinkedIn profile to every parent who drops a child off at their cabin. So we're basically know our parents are going to hunt down our counselors. Yep. They're going to Google them. They're going to go searching. We actually want to direct that search to their business professional page um, versus parents Googling, finding an open Facebook, finding the pictures from that one party in college and, and things yep. like that. So, you know, it's, it's all about those little touches. We've added um, 
some uh, new parent meetings during the check-in process. So at, at each half hour block of check-in, you can just gather together with the summer camp director and just ask any extra questions that you had that you didn't want to ask during checkout or maybe forgot to ask after, you, after you've dropped your child off. And it's just for parents. And we're an hour drive, as you know, Travis, up a mountain. And so we've even, um, Stacy and I have even chatted a little bit about the idea of placing a staff member at this little um, ice cream shop that's about 40 minutes away yes. from camp on the way back to Greenville yeah. with just this parent, with a, a, either a parent or a staff member there to say, hey, listen, as you're driving down and you're beginning to feel separation anxiety, stop at this ice cream shop and we have a staff member there who would love just to kind of talk to you, help answer any additional questions, reassuring. So it's like Stacy said, it's about how do we go one step further with everything. Right. Right. And as we've brainstormed about that concept, the, I call that the parent support stop, yeah. um, that that it could be a staff member, as Corey mentioned, but ideally, in my mind, it's an experienced camp parent right. who has been in that parent's shoes and can speak to their child's experience and their experience as a parent and really give give support that has um, has an extra layer of trust and credibility behind it because it's not a staff member telling you what you want to hear. You know that it's another parent who has been in your shoes and, and can give you that feedback. Yeah. So I think that's, um, that's an, a concept that we're still toying around with and seeing how, um, Corey might be able to implement at that camp. And I would love to see other camps implement it too, because, um, that, that first half an hour of that drive home is probably, um, I imagine difficult for a lot artist, of parents, yeah. especially some parents. Yeah, it absolutely. So. It, it, and then one other thing that we're, we're doing that we do, um, Trevor, so I'm the first person a parent meets when yes. they get out of their car yep. up in the athletic field. I think a lot of camps do that, yes. but the first thing I do, you know, with, shaking the hands of the camper and of the parent is I hand the parent my business card that has my cell phone number on it. Mm. And I say, here's my cell phone number yeah. throughout the week. If you have any questions, call me yeah. 99% of parents never call, Right. but it's almost like there's a comfort in having that phone number mm -hmm. in their pocket. They know they can, if they need to. Um, and I think that's been a, a huge thing. Just parents knowing that they can call um, has been helpful in comforting and dealing with that anxiety. Right. And I will say I want to give Corey props because that that piece right there is the biggest thing that I learned from him as I when I was a camp director. Um, so I was a camp director when we started dating and on our first date. His phone was out on the table. It rang and he excused himself to take the call. Our first date. Yeah. And he came back to the table and sat down and he said, I'm sorry. I thought it might have been a camp parent. And that's the most important call that I can take. Yeah. And that right there was like, boom, my mind started exploding with these concepts even then, um, because not being a uh, not being a parent um, and being pretty early in my career as a camp director at that time. Um, I, that was, that was huge to me just to hear someone, um, feel so genuinely that that truly is the most important phone call that you can take on your phone. Because a lot of times we're as camp directors, we're busy with a thousand things happening at once. We all know that that's obvious. So then the phone is ringing and the walkie talkie is going and whatever. Yeah. And so to be able to stop the world, to, to validate that parent's feelings and answer the questions that they have in that moment is huge. Right. So, Gab, I've been watching you sketch down ideas. Is there stuff that's coming up for you based on some of the things you've heard? Yeah. I mean, I, I always I always joke that these podcasts are just for me because I feel like <laughs> so many great ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But I, I, I like what Stacy was saying, um, bringing, um, you know, parents, um, their care to the next level. And I, and I was thinking, you know, where, where would I like to start um, mm-hmm. to do that? And I think one of the ways would be to, you know, contact um, some first year and second year staff uh, parents and say, we want to bring our care to the next level. And I'd love to hear about your experience. Um, and what, what, what did you, what did you appreciate and, and what was difficult for you? And, and genuinely open up sort of this sort of conversation. And I think that's a way of, of course, building relationships. Um, but I think you'll, you'll probably get some really great ideas. Um, and it, that just shows this group of, of parents that, that you really care. And just by word of mouth of them saying this organization wants to bring their game to the next level, especially, especially for camps that are doing fairly well to say that that's what you're doing. Um, I find that to be really important that, that organizations don't rest on, on their, you know, success and say, you know, we can do better and we'd love to hear from you. So, uh, you know, for me, all of these are amazing. I mean, the, the parent support stop is kind of, it's such a cool idea. And I was just thinking of what people I would have, but I love the idea of having returning families to be there to help host as, as what those uh, groups of people to, to say welcome, I think is wonderful. Right. Um, the, I know what it was. The, it's something that, that you've all said that reminds me of um, one thing that I work through with my cl- my clients. One of the things we do is work through follow-up surveys and, and you know try to tune those so you can get the most information. Um, but I definitely agree, and I push my clients to do this, that you can send out a, um, you know, do whatever incentives you need to, to get as much feedback as you can from parents, yeah. all of parents. But first-year parents should get a phone call. That there should be a conversation mm-hmm. with first-year parents. Um, all of the things that you said, Gab, one thing that I always stress to, to clients is that they should be asking, in what way did you feel unprepared when you dropped your child off? So what what are the hmm. things that we could tune up? So you, how did you feel unprepared? What did you have questions about? Um, you know, how... so make a list for that, find patterns, find ways to answer all those things before they drop them off. But it needs to be those parents. And I also wouldn't wait till November to have that conversation. I would Mm. do it best if you could do it three days after the kid arrives or two days after the kid arrives. Mm. You can, Mm. you then have an opportunity to say, I saw your child at swimming today. They're having a ton of fun, made friends with Amy and and Sammy. And um, I just wonder if I have a couple minutes to, to, talk to you just ask you a couple of questions and um a lot of camps won't have the personnel to cover all first-year parents but most if they prioritize could figure out a way to talk to all first-year parents before the summer's over and um and get that when it's fresh in their minds and give them the ability to tune stuff up we are so involved uh in the camp world we think that we explain stuff well enough and you know because we're we're at 100% of the available information about our camp and um you know we think if people have 40% of the information they'll buy from us but in reality what we're really trans what we're putting out to other people is probably only 10% of the information and you can of course overwhelm people you both uh, you've all described a process of informing them gradually and <clears throat> 
and that's before they buy and after they buy, just giving them little pieces of more information or reinforcing old information. Um, you know, same as a, a new camp family, we get a series of emails. If there's a way to reinforce those when they they sign back up the second time, you're not giving them exactly the same emails, but you can say, don't forget, we sent this last year, but if you want to have, you know, our questions, our, our answers to home loneliness, uh, you know, packing, whatever it is, just reinforce those things because you want to be able to communicate as much as possible. And I think you're going to find the answers to what you're missing from those conversations with first year parents. Love it. Yeah. And I, I going back to uh, just affirming what you said about um, parent surveys, uh, the idea of just waiting to the end of the summer to hear back that parent feedback is really tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at Kim Greenville, we do we do those parent surveys, um, you know, immediately after the child leaves. And then any response that's on there that needs addressed, we call that parent and I call that parent personally and address it. And it's amazing the number of of parents who might have had a negative experience that you can turn around just by the idea that you listened yep. mm-hmm. um, and you heard their voice. And so many people fill out surveys that all there is is an automated thank you, that there really isn't um, an incentive um, to fill out the survey again next year. So the more yes. people who hear from you in that sense, after filling out the survey, it's like, well, okay, they actually listened to it. So maybe I will take 15 minutes to fill it out again. Yeah. And surveys are somebody who actually digs into surveys is one of those touch points that deserves a handwritten thank you note. It makes stand out. Mm-hmm. It's again, you're reinforcing what Corey said, you're reinforcing. It makes sense to fill out surveys for our camp, um, our kids camp, because they're so grateful. They're so useful. Etc., and putting putting stuff into place um, for the next season, any procedural changes or communication changes, uh, it's a good thing to do as a camp to say this came from one of last year's first year parents, and we've changed this yeah. procedure, you know, because of um, Mr. Rail said he didn't understand this thing, and and so we've changed that, and just acknowledge those parents. Parents see that it comes from other parents' experiences, and they see that you're constantly tuning. And I would say if you're a weekly camp and you can make those yeah. changes for yep. the next week, don't wait until next summer to do that. And that's something that Corey and his staff are really um, good at as well, is that he's looking at those every week, but he's not doing it in a vacuum. He's yep. taking those results and going back to his staff or posting on Facebook and saying, hey, last week, whatever percent of parents said that they were pleased with whatever. And then yep. that's um, that plays into your marketing plan as well. And so using that on the spot as much as you can is great. Amazing. Um, I think we've lost Corey. We'll try to get him back. But uh, while I'm doing that, Gab, is there more stuff coming up for you, things you've been thinking of? I think it, it, my the last part is just how we deal with um, issues with campers. And, and that is a whole podcast on its own. But yep. um, I do like to look at them, or we call them um, client opportunities. And we're very clear with parents that if a, if a camper is, uh, is is home lonely or if a camper got into an argument with other with another camper, it's a wonderful opportunity to call the parents. Say this is what happened. Is this usual for for your child? Uh, what have you done? And really, really work with the parents on um, you know helping uh, to support um, their child. And th- this is what parents do every day: is they're trying to teach yep. their children life lessons. And we want to say we're a team. And we want to help you do that as well. Yeah. And um, and so it it's really is an opportunity and and vocalizing that before parents come saying if there are issues 
we'll, we'll be excited to be working with you uh, because we want to echo what, what, uh, what you guys do back at home. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I, that I thought of along this discussion, we, we've talked about, you know, things that we could do throughout the year, but we also talked about how we can help our staff get comfortable one of the struggles of not just camp, any organization, you have a training period and then you have a work period and they're kind of separated. And this is this period and this is this period. And this is when camp runs um, is that, you know, we have call it a week. It's a different every camp of, of training where we try to get all these ideas we practice. We run scenarios, we act it out. We do all these things. And then six days later, so the kids come and counselors feel on that day is like, man, that was just a, a, a swarming hive of ideas and things they have to do. And if we can figure out ways to reinforce those things, pick one or two issues um, every time parents are there to just, try it out with the staff, reinforce it, act it out again. Uh, throughout the summer, it means that if you get a slump in your staff and behavior that you can say, this is, no, this is the, our level of expectation, but also just reinforce some lessons because we have this intense period of cram everything we can into their brains and then then they go and we need to just sort of keep poking stuff in here and there to make sure they don't, don't forget. I think that um, one of the most tangible pieces that I saw um, another Girl Scout camp do in their training was a, a training session that was just on how to deliver a handshake. Yes. So especially so that. many of our younger staff or staff that have never had a job, this is their first job experience, um, that they were taught how to handshake and introduce themselves briefly and then practice that handshake with their peers. And so I could totally see, you know, week three of camp, you're having your, your pre-check-in huddle with staff and say, all right, I want to see good handshakes today. Let's do a quick practice yeah. because that's that first, that's really that first introduction, that first impression for your counselors with parents and to have a counselor come up and confidently shake their hand and introduce themselves um, with the parent and with the camper, I think speaks volumes then for the professional level of your staff and building the relationship. Yep. To this day, we still have staff come and thank us for teaching them how to shake a hand because they know that it's got them a job. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Because they learned it <laughs> at camp. And that yeah. was my, I always taught that lesson. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> All right. So they, lots too. of people have said they've got jobs because of Travis handshakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great one. Awesome. Um, any final thoughts, Corey? Anything that uh, you think we should cover that we haven't? No, I would just kind of recap the the idea of one. You, we just have to kind of sh shift the attitude that we have about parents, yeah. and then um, once we shift the attitude, then we can shift the tools and techniques and 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 do what we can to take it to the next level. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Gab, how about for you? Any any big takeaways for you, or things that you'd like to that you haven't talked about yet? I, I just I do love this conversation and it's something that I think you can bring your leadership team members in, um, you know, before families arrive and brainstorm and discuss how how we can do this better. And we always can. And uh, I, I'm just basically excited that I was on this podcast because I have my notebook is full of great yeah, yeah, ideas. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Right on. And Stacey? 
Um, no, Corey and I are always on the same page. So he said what I would have said. Um, but really, really for the folks that for camp directors that are listening, I think the first step has to be um, introspective to to kind of check yourself and figure out where you're at in your own thought process when it comes to parents and interaction with parents. So I would just challenge people to do that and to find an accountability partner to have this conversation with. And I'm happy to be that partner for anyone that needs it. Um, because we've had such um, we've gotten such such passion and kind of energy from having this conversation just around our own kitchen table drinking coffee. And so we'd love to have the conversation with more people and make sure that more people are having the conversation too. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, I will, I'm going to leave with one thought on my scratch pad of, of ideas as we've been going. One little thing that we've actually talked about in this podcast a long time ago, but is relevant to this moment. If you're a camp that has... Um, that brings everybody together, parents and kids and staff in one place, whether it's opening or it's drop off in the morning at day camp mm-hmm. or you know at the buses, whatever it is. Um, a little tip from Marty Ferguson, who now works at Camp Minder, was a camp director in Colorado. Marty Marty's staff had a hand sign, a little subtle thing that they used to do. Um, if they were in a tough conversation with somebody, usually a parent, and they needed help. So if you're a first-year counselor and you have some oh, parent mm-hmm. who's screaming at you for um, the way the packing list was done or how bad parking was or any of those things, and you're, <laughs> you're outside of your thing, they would have a sign um, that they needed some help. And so they would uh, they would just put their hands together in a tent like this, and not in front of their face like I am for the camera, but <laughs> just in front of their in front of their chest or in front of their belly. And tenting their hands like that meant that they were in a conversation that they needed um, some help. They needed somebody to, to hire up or another staff member to come and rescue them from a difficult conversation. And I think that would empower their staff um, to to deal with situations better because they knew they could get bailed out. They knew that people would be watching mm-hmm. and, and would have their back in a tough situation if they have an upset parent, etc. Awesome. I, w- I really want to thank um, the three of you for a great conversation and some really intense and smart, smart things today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. If you are watching this on YouTube or you're listening to this in your car um, and you know somebody who'd like some of these tips, it would make them feel more confident as a camp director. Uh, I would invite you to take a minute and click on share on the YouTube or if you depending on podcast app you use, you can share this episode of Camp Hacker with another camp director um, who could use this um, this little piece of information. And um, that's helpful to us as well. But we think, I don't want these conversations to just be to a select few people. I want them to go as wide as possible because I think the information is so valuable. So your help as a listener yeah. would be appreciated with spreading spreading that around to people who need it. I think then we should move on to our tool of the week. Tool of the week. For those of you who are following um, Stacy and Corey and coming to see us for the first time, uh, I would, uh, would share with you what our tool of the week is. It is an opportunity for each of our panelists to bring something to you that makes them a better camp director. Um, and uh, just we have a long list of them. If you're curious about past, past tools of the week, we are on episode 99. So we have lots of tools uh, in the camphacker.tv slash podcast section of the Camp Hacker website. Uh, Stacy, your first time on the show. I would like you to begin us off with your tool, please. 
Sure. So the tool that I wanted to share is a productivity tool. Um, I've been thinking a lot about productivity. I'm leading a session at Mid-States on the topic at the Mid-States Camp Conference. So I've been um, getting my thoughts together on that. And the tool that I love is called 3030. It's 30-30. And it's an app on the iPhone. I'm not sure if it's available on Android or not. So all you Android people are on your own to figure that out. But um, on my iPhone, I have the 3030 app. And it's basically a timekeeping app. So it's just a, a fairly simple timer. Um, but the way that I use it is when I have a long to-do list for a day, um, and I pretty much only do it uh, for one day, no period longer than that. Um, I load my to-do list onto there and you can color code it and add different icons and set the amount of time that you want to spend on each task. And that keeps me really realistic about how much work I can fit into a day because I tend to be more optimistic. And then at the end of the day, my list is still really long and I feel defeated that I haven't finished it. So being able to put a time um, and then it tracks it for you and gives you a little buzz when it's time to move on to the next task. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, Kev, what's your tool? Uh, my tool is um, Sticker U. It's a basically a customized um, sticker website where you can order stickers. And I'm a big fan of stickers. And back to what I was talking about before, if you want to order stickers that say, you know, for your staff on opening day, ask me about dot, 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 and leave a space. Um, sticker U is a great place to do that. Um, and or if you want to represent something that your staff or your campers are experiencing, uh, we made these stickers. If I don't know if we can see it, but basically yeah. it says, um, I got a real job. Uh, I work at summer camp. And that's something that we struggle <laughs> with sometimes uh, in our field. And that's something that our staff uh, experiences. Yeah. All like right. I want one. I will send you one. But uh, so I, we made these and then um, had them, uh, gave them to my staff for conferences. So when they met people, they gave it to to other people. And, and then I got to see those stickers on, on other attendees, which is really cool. But um, yeah, sticker is great. That's awesome. It, one one thing I like about your little short run stickers that you do, Gab, and you've done them for Camp Code and, and that one for your staff, I love the idea that it's something that is, it's not available in the tuck shop. You couldn't buy it from the, the camp store, but it's special. And um, I, I love the idea of staff having those to give out to people that they have a conversation with. So that one is nice for you to have at conferences, but it might be nice to have something for staff to give out with parents that actually stop and talk to them. You know, there are sort of the yeah. flyby parents who are like, here's a bag, have a good week, see you later. Um, yeah. And then there are other ones who are, um, you know, have smart questions and engage your staff in conversation. I, 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 I fall in love every time with the parents that actually stop and talk to my staff and find yeah. out about them. And, and uh, I always want more of those parents because they're, they're just the right kind of camp people. Um, yeah. and, and if staff have something like that to give on, um, this, you know, custom sticker or something for that year, I, you know, a big, something that says I'm a big supporter of summer camp 2017, whatever that your staff could hand that on just a nice little recognition for a shared moment that, uh, it's kind of fun. It, it's nice. And it, we, I did, we did a, a series of four of, um, like a world girl. So it said, uh, strong, like a world girl, creative, like a world girl, smart, like a world girl, um, 
and and then people could choose which ones they wanted. Yeah. But what's great is when dads are wearing yeah, like a yeah, Warhol yeah. girl stick, and they do. Yeah. And so, and you're like, which ones you want to choose? Which ones you want to pick? And and then we and then it you know it hits with your values. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I I think so for me, stickers are a little thing, but you're right. We don't sell them in the tuck shop. They're they're special. We give them to people. They can use them. Pepper them out. But um, but it's it's uh it's it's very very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. That's great. Thank you, Gab. Uh, Corey, what's your tool? Um, so I debated on this one because I actually use Stacy as a consultant for a number of things. So she could have, and, and I'm serious, for grant writing, um, a grammar website review, and most recently, she hand wrote a bunch of donor letters for me yeah. um, that I didn't want to do just by computer. So, but I chose um, it's something that I see quite often on summer camp professionals is a lot of questions about international staffing. Um, and who are you using? It's probably been asked a couple of dozen times, if not more, yeah. um, by the people on on summer uh, summer camp pros. And so, uh, I, I'm really passionate about the subject. And so, my tool of the week is Inner Exchange, um, which does Camp USA as their um, their summer camp staffing agency. And th- real quick, the reason that I use them is twofold, uh, or maybe three, actually. I, I use it because previously, the, 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 the some of the bigger companies that I, were u- that I was using in the past was charging me to send uh, my staff from New York to any other city. And at the time, when I first moved to Interchange, I was living near Chicago, and I just couldn't figure out, why am I paying a $300 transfer fee from New York just flying to Chicago. It's a major airport. Um, And then number two, Interchange is a a nonprofit company. So the larger amount of the fees do not go to the agency. It goes to the employee. And so I've gotten a ton of happier and more dedicated international staff because they're getting paid better and they're getting paid closer to our domestic staff. Um, And and then three, although uh, there isn't always... 4,000 people to choose from, I found that it, it, it's quality versus quantity. And I've just never missed in using InterExchange. And so um, I just got back from some camp fairs with them in Ireland and New Zealand. So it's fresh in my mind and I'm excited about um, the international staff we have coming out to Camp Greenville. So InterExchange is who I use and they're a gigantic tool for me. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you for that. We definitely see a lot of questions about that. Uh, my tool is a an online um, form creator called Paperform. It's at paperform.co. And some of you may know Typeform. I probably made that a tool before. It is um, a competitor to SurveyMonkey, um, but it also allows you oh. to... I mean, a nonprofit running one week of summer camp could use Paperform to take credit cards. And so that's all, all built into there. I like them because the the forms that are created, when I see a SurveyMonkey form, I don't have to see that it's at surveymonkey.com. I can tell um, visually that it's an, it's from that company. Paperform makes it look sort of new style, great graphics, easy to upload things to make things match the brand of your camp if your brand is current and new and up to date um then even if it's you know more old school camp with uh you know camp pennies and letters made out of birch trees um you could do all that because you can customize everything in there so it's just a a nice easy way to collect information whether it's surveys or it could be used for registration um 
and uh, it's a, a great tool. And we'll um, I'll post the link to it. I said it's paperform.paperform.co. But the links to all of these can be found at uh, camphacker.tv slash podcast. So this episode will live there, and you'll see the show notes from this episode at camphacker.tv slash podcast. Um, and all the past, you can see the past tools and past episodes at that same spot on our website. Uh, I want to take a second and thank each of you for being a part of episode 99. Uh, we're building up to the big 100, and uh, it's a privilege to have you come and share your wisdom with us. Um, Stacy, I hope you will come back as many times as Corey. Of course. And, uh, <laughs> and we're grateful that you came and, and did this show with us. Um, Stacy, how can people, if they have follow-up questions or you said something that intrigued them or um, they're interested in your services, how can they get in touch with you to, to find out follow-up stuff? Yeah, so the best place to find me, where you can find all the places to find me, is I do have a website, which is stacysimpsonconsulting.com. So it's Stacy S-T-A-C-I-E at the end. So yeah. stacysimpsonconsulting.com. And at the bottom there are the little bubbles for Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, email, all the other places. Perfect. Stacy. thank you for being here. Thank you. It was a pleasure to have you. Very uh, fun. Gab, how can, uh, how can people follow up with you if they have questions? Um, you can check out where I work at Ouaro.com, O-U-A-R-E-A-U.com, or you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Gabrielle Rail, Rail with two L's. Amazing. And since we were filming this in the spring of the year, I feel I should remind folks that you really need to check out Gab's podcast that she does with Ruby Compton and Beth Allison mm. called Camp Code, and it is focused just on staff training. We've bumped up against staff training in almost every show we've done, but mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure that there was one place where camp professionals could go to learn and focus on new techniques in, in camp staff training, and that is the Camp Code Podcast. So please go check that out. You can search in your podcast caster, podcatcher for Camp Code, or you can go to camphacker.tv slash camp code, all one word. Um, so, Gap, yeah, thank you for being here. Thanks. Sharing your awesome stuff. And uh, Corey, thank you for coming back. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great to be with you guys. How can people follow up with you if they want to? Uh, so I am at Corey Harrison on basically everything. So I own my name for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. It's just at Corey Harrison and it's C-O-R-Y in Corey. Uh, and, and that's important because we have a, a very – apparently a popular television show here in America um, about a pawn shop yes. and the guy who called pawn stars yeah. and the guy who is on the show, his name is Corey Harrison also. Right. So I get a lot of Instagram messages and <laughs> tweets to that Corey Harrison. I reply to all of them as yes. if I'm him though. So, so at Corey Harrison on all of those different places. Amazing. Thanks for coming back, Corey. Thanks for having me. And thank you to Corey and Stacey for proposing this topic. It's timely, it's important, and uh, it's been a great discussion. So I want to say thank you to those of you who are watching. Again, the show notes for this and all the other shows at camphacker.tv slash podcast. Uh, we want to thank Matt, our intrepid producer and editor, who will take all of these things and trim them down. We, Beth and I took Matt out for dinner last Friday night and... Um, I gave them the task of basically taking these and putting a bumper on the beginning and a bumper on the end and putting them up. But I found out that he actually goes through and listens to every episode and takes out 
uncomfortable spaces. He sometimes goes through and takes out people's vocal flubs. He does a lot more work than I ask him to, and that's the kind of camp director he is. So we thank Matt for uh, for doing that. So again, if you're interested in this show or others, go to camphacker.tv slash podcast. And thanks for the evening, friends. The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.